Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share this video or podcast on any platform that you're listening on. Please visit us at www.dumbideapodcast.com. All right, welcome back. Another show. Uh, we're going to get into a hot topic today. Um, been in the news quite a bit. Polarizing. Um, for whatever reason. Um, the the left seems to be anti-Kyle Rittenhouse. The right seems to be pro-Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, and I think that... I think the news media, and we, we've talked about the news media before, but the news media definitely did not do um, a service to people on the left. So in this case, I'm talking about MSNBC, CNN, Fox, HuffPost, um, New York Times, Washington Post. The, the, main, the main actors on the, in the liberal media, mostly because they never presented... Uh, they never presented facts. They they presented a narrative in this case, um, which painted Kyle Rittenhouse as uh, always in the wrong, right? But through the trial, if people actually watched the trial or followed it at least, um, a lot of the stuff that was said in the left wing media uh, actually got debunked. Or it was found to be false or false narrative or embellished. Um, but unfortunately, they, they, they're, we always talk about this. The retraction's always on page 10. Or in some cases, the retraction just never comes. Um, but to some, and I'll, I'm going to give some credit where credit is due. Um, for those that listen to The Young Turks, it, The Young Turks is a very liberal leaning podcast slash show. Uh, with Chink Weger and, and Anna, uh, Anna Kasparian, I believe is her name, yep. which is a whole mesh of two people, which I'll never understand, one being Turkish, one being Armenian. I don't really understand that dynamic there. But anyway. Um, Anna found Ka- a way to be friends. Found a way. Anna Kasparian, though, uh, before the verdict was read, because she had actually followed the case, she was looking at the evidence that was being presented, and she actually came out and said, I was wrong. Because she was about Rittenhouse's guilty, guilty, guilty. Can't believe this kid. I can't all this stuff. And then when she finally saw some of this evidence being brought on court, she was like, I was wrong. Um, I give, even though I probably lean far from her on politics, I give her a ton of credit for saying, I got this one wrong. And not gaslighting the situation. Right? Well, her, her credibility went up. A ton with that because none of the... And Young Turks isn't mainstream. Um, They they got a lot of viewers, though. Yeah, but they're not mainstream and the paper of record and all this other nonsense. Right. Um, But no, she... That's big because they they don't do that. You you don't see that happening. Um, Well, Shane Gwinger didn't do it. Yeah. Just her. Right. Which baffles my mind there, too. (laughs) Works at the same show. Right. It's probably agreeing and uh uh-huhing on all the same points. Right. Um, but yeah, they, the thing is a lot of this evidence was available for public consumption from, there were no bombshells dropped at this trial. Everyone had pretty much seen everything. 
And based upon what, what I saw from the beginning, I had issues with, and we can get into it, but I had issues with how the whole thing happened in the background. But when you look at the actual case, and that's what you have to look at when you're in court, is you, you, you can't look into too much of what's leading up to it when it's a, a situation like this. It has to be the the acts that occurred with these uh, with the the three the three shootings, the three separate uh, engagements. So that's what you have to look at. And there was nothing big I can say from. And I followed it a little bit. I wasn't like I'm never one of these trial guys that uh, you know I got to watch and glued to it for any of them. But with with this one, the prosecutor was straight garbage. He was so bad. Absolutely. It's like, dude, have you ever like done any of this before? No. I'm convinced he has not. <laughs> um, now, the the left was going after the judge and saying that he was uh, you know, uh, just a shill for the right and a Trump supporter and this and that. But he was appointed by a Democrat. He is a Democrat. The thing is, I think a lot of people are so not used to getting their own way right. that when they don't get their own way... It's always the, okay. This is the problem, and it, it goes both. It cut that that sword cuts both ways, um, but oh, it's the the judge is a Trump supporter. Well, when you bring up someone's, you know, uh, exercising their right to remain silent, yeah, and you bring that up in court, I mean, that's that's just a. I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure like a year one law student knows that. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, basically the prosecutor was trying to say that because Kyle Rittenhouse exercise his right to remain silent when he got arrested basically he wasn't he didn't talk to police he hit he he waited for a lawyer he would not talk to police that when he got arrested about his involvement with the situation and what the prosecutor prosecutor binger tried to basically convey was well if you were so innocent why didn't you speak to police well it's because what is the fourth amendment Yes. Right to, or the right to remain silent? No, wait. That's fifth. the Miranda. It's fifth. It's fifth. Fifth Amendment. Plead the fifth. Yeah. yeah. What, is that what it is? Yes. What, anyway, anyway, you have a right to remain silent. Mm-hmm. Is essentially what it is. So you don't have to talk to police. To, right. You don't have to go on the stand. You're, right. you, you can say nothing. Right. And and it's that cannot be held against you in court. Correct. And he was trying to use it against yes. him in front of a jury. Yeah. Like he was, he was trying to convince the jury that because he was remaining silent, throughout this whole process that that was an admission of guilt right which you can't do that like, absolutely. you can't allude to that no in a courtroom and the judge took him to task on it like yeah. he, he excused the jury from the courtroom and then dressed down the prosecutor for doing it right and the prosecutor tried to play dumb and like oh well i thought it was open you didn't say we couldn't do this like well I, or maybe it was two separate issues i think the right to remain silent one was non-negotiable he dressed them down but then there was another issue that he brought up and the judge said no i reserve the right to be able to to allow you to bring it up but you should have asked me first yeah and he didn't and right it's like when the you know if you come downstairs and the kids have drawn over the wall and you say why'd you why'd you got you can't do this you never told us we couldn't i don't have to tell you to not do that right i said don't mess up the wall (laughs) and you interpret that to me you could draw on it make it more beautiful (laughs) we improved it right (laughs) Yeah, and so, the, the, I mean, the judge, I thought he did, of course I'm going to say I thought he did a fair job. I I think a lot of people didn't agree with him, even though appointed by a Democrat, he's probably a Democrat, but everyone, 
on the lunatic left side. Now, not everyone on the left is a lunatic. I reserve a special place for certain people mm-hmm. on the left to call them like the lunatics. It's like yeah. on the right, I call them the crazies. Right. Right. On the right, they got crazies. On the left, they got lunatics. Yeah. I like wackos and wing nuts. Sure. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. got probably their own saying for them, right. right? They were upset that one of their own wasn't going to just take the other side to task. Yeah. And one wasn't going to dunk on them. Right. Right. In the middle. But I think the judge, and I think a lot of, a lot of judges and for them, for the most part, more part lawyers, when they see a kid in the courtroom, they're not going to just throw away their rights and follow a narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there there are judges all over this country that that when there are that when there are children or underage people or or even young folks under twenty or whatever, they try and give them the benefit of the doubt. They're trying to make it because they know if they put them away, game over. Yeah, the recidivism rates high. The, the, their ability to live a life after being convicted of a felony, mm-hmm. even to get a job, is tough. Yeah, like it just makes their lives that much tougher. And a lot of judges in this country are really reluctant to cast that aspersion on them, unless it's like some heinous stuff or multiple offenders. But for the most part, and I get it, this is a murder trial. But he's not going to. He wasn't going to let the prosecution. Um flex on an 18 year old and take away his rights just for the sake of some narrative. Yeah. And, and I've always been of the, so to me, if you know, to me, our, our rights are sacred to us. It, it was, it, you know, they, they, they're grant, they're, they come from God. The government doesn't grant them to us. And the government's sole job is to protect our rights. And the, the thing with, with this one is uh, for them, for the prosecutor to just kind of poo-poo the Fifth Amendment, that's sacred. But the way I look at it is when you have a, if you have 10 guilty defendants go free on technicalities and this and that, and but it protects that one guy, That to me that's that's a fair trade-off. Yeah. Um, because the stakes are too high, and I think there's too many people are looking at this as just a game. And after court, they interviewed uh, Rittenhouse's attorney, and he said, this isn't a game. This is pe- these are people's lives here that we're, that we're dealing with. This not a, this not, we're not checking boxes off. It's not a game. Like, there are legit consequences down the line for, for, all, of it, for, for all of this. So, you know, it's just a, it's, the, the whole thing is a, is a is a is a mess. A lot of people are saying it should not have even gone to court in the first place. Yeah, especially so. I guess, and this was another really messed up issue. So apparently, and you, you probably correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong here. There was something about the video, the video yeah. evidence that the prosecution gave the defense mm-hmm. was downgraded video, so it was more grainy. Yeah, and it wasn't at the resolution that the prosecution had. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the FBI had withheld uh, aerial. Yeah, because they had a drone images. flying up the entire time. Yes, but they didn't give that to the defense either. Mm-hmm. So the defense didn't have, in in from my non legal lease, 
The prosecution has to give all evidence to the defense. Right. It's you, called, you can't it's, withhold anything. Yeah, it's discovery. Yeah. So the, the defense has the right to see everything that they're going to present against them. So there can't be any of these like curveballs. Like, oh, hey, by the way, I got this. And you can't and doctor it either. Right. And the, the thing was, like the, the evidence that everyone had was this grainy stuff. A company enhanced it so you could see it better. And then that's what the, that's what the prosecution used. The company that enhanced it, it says right on there not to be used for forensic purposes. So it's but they use it anyway. Um, so that's all part of discovery. And also the def- the the prosecution all, also has to present exculpatory evidence as well. So that's evidence that would say, hey, this probably isn't as bad as it was, or he didn't do it, or that would back the defense. Everything has to be brought on the table, and it's the way the system is designed. The system is designed to protect defendants. Now it's interesting. Speaking of protecting defendants, I heard. One of the, the the blue check mafia members uh, said, it seems like Wisconsin's too lenient towards the defendant. Isn't that what all of this was about prior to this case? Right. So you can't have it both ways. Either everyone gets that leniency <laughs> right. uh, or no one does. And I would rather have it, everyone gets it, um, rather than, well, we're only going to give it to things that we like and defendants that we like, but defendants we don't, nah. Because, and what people forget is that it's not always the same people in charge. It's like censorship. You can be all for censoring ideas that don't, aren't good and that you think are hate speech and this and that. Well, guess what? You're not going to be in power forever. And the people who you're trying to censor eventually are going to be in power and they're going to censor you. Right. And you're not going to like that. So let's just not censor anyone. Let's not pick and choose our defendants that we want to be lean, that, that we think should be lenient to. Um, and the system is designed to benefit the defendant. That's where the whole proof beyond a reasonable doubt comes from. That's how it is before proven guilty. That's where all of that comes from. Right. It doesn't come from... Now, in other legal systems, you're guilty until proven innocent. The burden's on the defense. In the United States, thank God, the burden is on the state, right. as it should be. If the state's going to drag you in here and put you through this, then it's their job to prove it. Yep. Um, and that's why the burden of proof in a criminal matter is so high because the stakes are so high. If you're going to deprive somebody of their liberty or their life, it has to be high. And if you're not going to meet that either because um, your case is weak or you're incompetent or in this case both, right. then that is what it is. Well, and the, the reason why I brought up that video is because in the clear video, you, you basically... In, you can find it on YouTube or anywhere. It basically shows a scene where Kyle was running and that Rosenbaum guy jumps out from behind a car. He was like waiting for him to ambush him. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a guy who had previously threatened Rittenhouse. Yeah. Now, others said, oh, he just seemed like a maniac. He, but... And he that, may, very, but may that, very well have been. But that doesn't mean Kyle didn't feel threatened. Right. Especially after this dude who was just acting like a maniac is now chasing him. Yeah. And then once he got into the street, so now he after he is shot and uh, is shot written uh, Rosenbaum, he's then trying to turn himself into the police. Mm-hmm. As he's walking down the street, trying to turn himself in, and he's literally yelling, I shot someone. Like, he's walking toward the police. Now, why a police officer didn't, like, maybe come to him a little bit, I don't really know. But as he's doing this, he's being followed by that Grosskreutz guy mm-hmm. and the other guy that got shot. Anthony something, maybe? Is it Murphy? I don't I remember that. But the kid with the skateboard. Yeah. 
So the kid with the skateboard runs up on Rittenhouse, hits him with it, mm-hmm. knocks him to the ground, runs away. Or he tries to grab the gun. No, that wasn't when he tried to grab the gun. But he comes back around, hits him again while he's on the ground with the skateboard, like mm-hmm. clubbing him over the head, and then tries to grab the gun. Rittenhouse shoots, bang, bang, right through the heart, done. Yeah. Then Grosskreutz comes up. And he's got, so initially he's got, he puts his hands up and Kyle's got the gun down. Then Grosskreutz, and you can, this is clear as day on the video. Yeah. Then he puts his hands, then he puts his hands down, grabs the gun, pulls the gun out and points it at Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. And that's when Rittenhouse shoots him through the arm. Yeah. So if someone's beating you. And you shoot them. To me, that's self-defense. Yep. If someone puts a gun at you and you shoot much, them, I mean, that's self-defense. Yeah. And Grosskreutz actually said on the stand, they, they, they questioned him. The defense questioned uh, Grosskreutz. They said, did Kyle shoot you before you pulled the gun out and pointed at him? And he said, no. Or he said, he go, no, no, I think the question was, Kyle didn't shoot until you pulled your gun out and pointed it at him. Right. He goes, correct. Yes. Yeah, the prosecution witnesses were all defense witnesses, (laughs) essentially. Pretty much. I mean, mean, the guy goes, but then he comes later on some interview and tries to say that that's not what happened. Right. He lied completely on news. So, like, and everyone, you know, all the barking, he's like, right. You know, it's, it's ridiculous which is which is why i think none of these people from these other news networks or the blue check mafia i don't think they watched a minute of that trial because it was televised yeah and they didn't watch a minute of it because everything that they said was everything that was said on those news networks Mm -hmm. and not what happened in the courtroom right and that's like i think mark like mark ruffalo like was talking about like this is why this is this is proof that white supremacy exists or some shit. Yeah, it's I, like, dude, what? You're well, still it, comparing this to white supremacy, so, and you didn't watch any of this to know that the kid was clearly acting in self defense. Right, and 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 what they're one of the narr- one of the 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 way they're trying to alter this story is to say that Rittenhouse was an active shooter. Well, that dude had an AR with at least thirty rounds, and you know he had a couple spare mags on him. Mm-hmm. If that was an active shooter, it would have been a lot more than three people. He's a crappy active shooter. He's not very active in the active shooter world. Yeah, yeah. He's he's pretty poor at it. Because um, as an example, that dude in Las Vegas, that's an active shooter. Yeah, who's just unloading magazines. Right, right. From an elevated position. Yes. Into a crowd, like he had a crowd of ample targets. I'm surprised um, more that shit doesn't happen. To be yeah, honest with you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's you know, the, but he's. So the active shoot, but the thing is, they never come off it. They just stay with it. Mm-hmm. And but the thing is, they're in such an echo chamber. They they don't care because it's their base that's just agreeing, going right along with it. Well, they all have the talking points. Yeah, he went over state lines with a gun. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. Right. Well, he had a gun. And he shouldn't have had one. Not according to Wisconsin law. It was right. a long rifle. He was over sixteen. He was allowed to have one. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, he only he it was racist. Didn't shoot any black people. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't have been there to begin with. Not your decision to make. Right. And the thing is, like, I'll go and say, yeah, he probably shouldn't have. Right. I'm just looking at it like when I was 17, 
if I had told my father that I was going to do that, he would be like, yeah, absolutely not. You're not doing that. Um, if one of my kids came to me and said, hey, dad, I want to go to the riots. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. What, what are you going to do there? I'm going to protect businesses. With what? Well, my buddy's going to give me an AR. No, no, no. We're not doing <laughs> any of this. Awful. Yeah, all negative. Nothing good is coming out of this. Now, listening, so I watched the prosecutor's closing argument, and or, or both closing arguments, and when Binger was going through it, he was trying to paint a picture that, you know, Rittenhouse was with this group of people. He's there as a medic. And the thing is, when you look at these protests, um, Antifa and all the protesters, they have medics too. They and they're, I mean, they're trained people, they have gear and everything. But, well, Gross Chris well, tried to say he was a medic, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. buddy, yeah. I mean, under Geneva Convention, if he came up and pulled a, a weapon on a uh, on a soldier as a medic, he's gonna get blasted too, and there's no violation of uh, Geneva Convention there, yep. If he's a if he's a medic, but um, so he goes through and says, Well, you know, you're here, and then you go further away from your people. And you're further away from your people. You're looking for more action, looking for more trouble. And I can't guess what was in the dude's head when he's moving from this position of safety with others and actually going into the crowd. I don't know what his objective was, but that in and of itself was not illegal. Um, I don't think it was a wise thing for him to do. Well, wasn't he being chased by another group, though? So he eventually left. So he got separated from... He was supposed to stay with one person. It may have been his... His buddy. Yeah. yeah. He was supposed to stay with that guy, and eventually they got detached. So the dude didn't go off and look for him. He stayed where he was, and Rittenhouse continued into the fray. And that's where he encounters all these people and is now essentially, um, you know, from from the different shootings, from we're all tracing his steps backwards. Right. It wasn't like he was advancing onto them. He was first one, and then he's moving backwards trying to find police. Second one, moving backwards. He finally does find it. It was like a column of, uh, of I almost say a column of armored vehicles, but that's kind of what it was, uh, of... Um, either Milwaukee or Wisconsin State Patrol, whatever county that was, coming in, and he surrendered to them. But they were kind of just driving past him and ignoring him. Yeah. Um, now Wisconsin, I think, is an open carry state, so you're allowed to carry like that. Whereas, like, you know, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, not open carry states at all. They might not have seen the the gun though, because he had it on a he had it like on like a we had on, on a, a strap, but it was like on a, it was like. Toward it. it was on his back. Yeah, it looked like he had some sort of one-point sling. I'm not sure what kind of sling it was. But, uh, yeah, he could have spun it so it was hanging on his back. Right, but but it, his it, hands were up. He, he's walking with his hands up. Yeah. And he's trying to tell him. Like, he's yelling. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I shot somebody. Right. Yeah. But, but they, it, you they, know, they didn't come I, forward to get him. And I think we, we'd be remiss if we're going to go and approach the... Go down the he shouldn't have been there hole. To maybe oh. no one should have been there. Listen, there's the... How many times have people been in a place they shouldn't have been in? Right. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. The the the, the timeline starts when he's being chased. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's when it starts. Yeah. And and like when he got when he when Rosenbaum jumped out, I think he was he was trying to get away from other people at the time. Yeah. And then that's when um, Rosenbaum and I think two other, another person kind of came out from behind some cars they recognized him because 
they recognized him because apparently he had a fire extinguisher and they had lit a, uh, a rolling dumpster on fire. Mm-hmm. And I guess they got pissed at him because he put out the fire with a fire extinguisher. And that's how that's how the encounter started yeah. with all of them. And then I think it it might have cooled down or whatever. I mean, Rosenbaum was going nuts right then. Mm-hmm. And then I think it calmed. Somehow they get he Rosenbaum and his people get separated from Rittenhouse and his people. But then somehow he finds them again, and that's when he starts chasing them. And then Rittenhouse ends up shooting them. Yeah. What either as he's being chased because or he's about to he's about to like get him and I think he sh- turns and shoots him. Right. And, and then he keeps running. He's gonna go turn himself in, and that's when the other two. My question is, so, and I'm trying to look it up. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) They keep saying he crossed state lines with a rifle. He's not from Kenosha. And it actually turns out that he has connections. His dad lives in Kenosha. So his his mom lives in Indiana. Right. And that's where where he he was living. He works in Kenosha, and his dad lives in Kenosha. Right. And my question is... um, They like to say, oh, well, he's not from here. Well, we all know that throughout that entire summer, there were groups that would mobilize and go to these different protests. Right. Were the three people who were shot, were they from there either? Probably not. So. uh, That doesn't matter to them. Right. Doesn't matter. That's not not the narrative. Yeah. The narrative was, this is a white kid, super white kid, by the way. No, no tan in no tan in his pigment whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um. And to the point where, like, like they wanted him to be a villain so badly that when he, he took the stand and on the stand, he's visibly shaken. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. It was the the grossest crying scene I've ever seen. Like, it, it looked fake as hell. Yeah. But people like LeBron James, Joanne Reed, mm-hmm. like... Like, oh my God, that's Oscar worthy. Like, yeah. dude, okay, first of all, the kids probably the kids probably got PTSD from all of this. Mm-hmm. It, it, even if it's just from the shooting, but never mind all the after stuff. Oh yeah. Um. Even to the point, like, so I compare the scene when he was on the stand and crying and losing control to when the verdict was read. Yeah, same same reaction. Same reaction. Yeah. He had the same weird crying face that mm. he had when he was on the stand. Like, I'm not trying to make fun of the kid, but, like, maybe that's how he cries. Some people are ugly criers. Ugly crier. Like, maybe that's just the way it is. Um, but, like, originally, like, when I saw it, I was like, ooh, that's that's some acting right there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I kind of thought the same thing. But then when I saw the verdict read and I saw him reacting, like, he couldn't breathe. Like, he had problems. Really, they, they had to, like, sit him down. Had to get him some water. And even as he's drinking the water, like his hand shaking as it brings it up to his mouth, his other hand that's trying to hold himself steady on the thing is shaking. Like this Mm -hmm. kid is visibly shaken from this. Yeah. And then, of course, when everything is done in red, he goes and he starts crying again. Yep. And it's that same ugly looking cry, Mm -hmm. which at that point, you've got nothing to gain from it. So maybe he's just an ugly crier and and maybe LeBronica James... Well, LeBron cried when he got a Charlie horse. Right. But maybe some of the blue check mafia mm-hmm. needs to shut up. Well, I think I think that would do everyone a, 
a whole lot of good. Well, it's like when, like when LeBron decided to comment about the about the police officer who shot the girl who was in mid motion of stabbing another right, girl. Said you're next. You're next. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? Look, dude, you might be really good at basketball, but your your social commentary game. <laughs> if someone else is working your Twitter handle, yeah, you, you can, might need to fire them. Find someone else. Yeah, that because you're not like I. I would say the person that's lost the most clout since this pandemic started would be LeBron James. Yeah. Like, Especially <laughs> after this last game where he elbowed that dude in the eyebrow on the... <laughs> yeah, but he tried to apologize. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> right. That's fine. All's forgiven. He said he tried to apologize. So of course it's okay. But the, the, the whole media... I'm glad you came back. The whole media apparatus from, from Jacob Blake, which, which started all of this. Right. Um, so... When the police shot Jacob Blake, there's so there are still pundits on major networks saying the police killing of Jacob Blake, unarmed, the, an unarmed black man, right? Who was armed and they didn't kill him. Correct. Now, granted, he's paralyzed, mm-hmm. um, but but he wasn't unarmed, right? Because it doesn't go with the narrative, R- right? So but, they they're still on that. So that's wrong from the beginning. So had they come out and said what actually happened from the beginning, from the beginning. Maybe these riots don't happen. Now, had the authorities in Kenosha cl- shut it down, right? Maybe the car lot doesn't get set off. Maybe none of that other stuff happens, and maybe Rittenhouse is never there, and Rosenbaum, Huber, and are still alive, and Gross Kreutz, whatever his name is, uh, can still drink a beer with his right arm. But um, <laughs> can do twelve ounce curls with yeah, right arm. So maybe. And that's the thing, like, it's so, so, there's so, it's so irresponsible from the very beginning of all this. Um, they're still referring to Michael Brown as a martyr. Michael Brown attempted to disarm a police officer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that thing, but they won't come out and say it. They still haven't come out and said it. Um, By the way, Blake, for, for, for anyone who doesn't know. He reached Michael Brown reached into a cop car and tried to pull the pistol from a police officer off his waist. Yeah. And you'll never find that reported anywhere right. from a mainstream media right. mainstream media news outlet. Now, Ferguson Police Department because a lot of these departments, I think some of them are starting to change, but Ferguson Police Department didn't do a very good job of bringing information out when they knew it. It's the whole it's an ongoing investigation. What that does is it creates a vacuum and the vacuum is going to get filled with something. Right. And generally what it's going to get filled with is inaccurate. Um, Because they're going to ask all these people who were there who will say, oh yeah, he had his hands up. That's where that whole narrative came from. Hands up, don't shoot. Yeah. Yep. Um, Jacob Blake was interviewed. It's like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Right. He admitted he he admitted he had the knife. Yeah. And, and, but the problem is that, that even when he, even after he said that, it it didn't stop the narrative that he was an unarmed black no. man. No, it's like the guy who got shot literally said he had a knife. Yeah. Yet you're still going on about he's unarmed, right? So then, man. <laughs> so then that town burns, and that's the one where they had the CNN reporter out, fiery but mostly peaceful, right? right. And the Chiron. When I saw that, I thought it was a joke, but no, that actually happened. Like they did that. Yeah. I mean, how stupid do you think everyone is? But 
They think everyone's really stupid. Yeah. But, hey, but but to be honest with you, people are that stupid because yeah. people believe this crap. Yeah. So like, like like the tweet that like I said, and look, I got off Twitter, but I watch I watch people on YouTube that basically read Twitter reactions. Mm-hmm. And look, I get it. Mark Ruffalo is a hardcore liberal. I get it. But dude, it's like you got to stop peddling the nonsense. Yeah. Like at some point and, and, and like him and LeBron, they've got millions and millions of followers. It's like, we talked about this with the Nicki Minaj scenario. Nicki Minaj got like 20 million followers. Yeah. And they were really pissed off that she was like, well, cause she, cause there she, might be something wrong with this vaccine. Yeah. Cause she went against the, the, what the establishment says needs to be said. It, it's on, and, and you know, it, it, it to me, it's amazing that people are so quick to believe what fits their narrative. Well, yeah, whatever fits your worldview. Like you want to, like there, there are some white people out there that just want to be taken to task over inequality. Mm-hmm. Like you just want, it, it's almost like they want to be the new victim. Like, like, oh yes, we were awful. We were awful, and forgive us, forgive me for doing all these awful things and atrocities. Like, you didn't do any of it, right? Yeah. Like all the like all of the stuff. Then when they talk about systemic stuff, they're talking basically it was stuff that happened in the past that basically it's it's allowing two different people to run a hundred yard dash, but one's got a fifteen yard. Head start mm-hmm. because someone you know someone put a, a wall in front of the the other group right yeah it wasn't done by the ordinary average everyday guy out in America it was done by corporate CEOs politicians like mm-hmm. Joe Biden yeah putting in the the crime bill mm-hmm. um it was done by very powerful wealthy white guys yeah back in the day. So, but you're, you're trying, like, they're trying to say that every ordinary, the like ordinary Joe white guy plumber now has to like sit, deal with all this garbage. He's the, he's the oppressor. Right. And, and like, that's, that's never going to fly with that dude. Yeah. He's not. And if he doesn't agree with it, he gets called a racist. Correct. Now he's even further pushed in like into his corner. Mm hmm. Like all of these things, I don't think people realize by doing all this garbage and nonsense. Not that you're creating more racist, but you're definitely creating. Um, you're 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 going to create hesitancy for that guy to even approach someone else of a different that doesn't look like him. Mm-hmm. That's all it does. Yeah, because that dude that's there to fix your pipes. It, he never had anything to do with any of that nonsense. <laughs> I mean, his family probably wasn't even here when all that happened. Right. And they're saying, um, well, it should be, and, but and it needs to be taught in schools. Like, the, there's no school that I know of, at least that I went to, that said, you know, slavery was awesome. Yeah, I can't. Best thing ever. Right. It yeah. basically, you basically get taught from middle school to high school that a lot of white people got rich off of some slave labor. Yeah. Some did. No, um, right. You know, I didn't. Right. But some did. My, right. my family was all from uh, 
Pennsylvania. So those they Quaker, were, those Quakers, yeah, yeah, or they're in Europe, <laughs> right. right? And then came over here essentially uh, and worked in the coal mines, right? So um, my people were busy getting killed off. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, right? <laughs> so, but I, I, I guess like it's not a winning narrative to try and say that this entire group of people screwed over that entire group of people. Especially when the group that you're trying to say did it all is like 65, 70% of the population. Yeah. I, you you probably got about 5 to 10% of that group. It's like, oh, you're right. I'm horrible. And they're going to try and turn, like, some of these, the, the I hate using the word Karens. Some of these, these liberal Karens, the bleeding heart Karens mm-hmm. out there. The, some, like, Bill Burr kind of made the joke how white women kind of like jumped over the line of oppression and it became like the head victim yeah. in all of this. And Bill was like, no, no, no. You, you come and stand next to me and take your lumps <laughs> because you, you got all the benefits too in the nice big house and the nice clothes while, while we were oppressing people. So you can stand here and take your comeuppance. <laughs> That was that. That was the uh, the SNL monologue that got him in trouble. <laughs> yeah, because he, he actually he went on SNL of all places and did that monologue. Yeah, that's that's not friendly to that. No, uh, to that position. No, but I I feel bad for this kid, like going back to Rittenhouse, because they're not going to leave him alone. No, and the, so and here's the other bad part of all this, and I think it kind of gets. So I I don't agree with the way everything was the whole story was put out there and how it happened in the first place. Um, you know, the, the government should have shut assured public safety from the, from the break, but they didn't. Um, so then, but now on the flip side, you have members of the right that are running around gloating. I know. And I don't like that either. I can't stand it. Uh, Matt Gates offered him a job as a, him and another guy. Yeah, I forget which one. Like, and it's funny. We're, we're fighting over who who's going to intern for it. Yeah. Shut up. Right. Like the, And the people on the right, and, and I follow, you know, on my limited uh, social media uh, ventures, um, I follow, I try to follow people from both sides. It's, it's hard sometimes. Um, and what kind of what it's turned into is is my, the, the Twitter, where I don't post anything, is all the right, is all the left, and Instagram is all the right. So it's, you know, it's, but they're both there. So I get to see both perspectives. But those on the right just gloating over this. And I get memes are going to happen. And and memes are, are just humor, you know. Um, and if some influencer who has 10,000 followers posts a meme about, oh, okay, big deal. But you have sitting congressmen saying, I want him to come intern for me. Right. Um it was funny though. There are some good ones from uh, from the left on that. Like, of course, Matt Gates wants him. He loves seventeen year old kids. Right. <laughs> so, you know, like, ooh, got you there, brother. But yeah. um, he's like, dude, it's like him. He's like the new Adam Weiner. Yeah, or, or Anthony Weiner. Yeah, it's like, dude, don't. <laughs> if someone could go back and like Anthony Weiner, you probably shouldn't run for New York City mayor <laughs> after what you did. Hey, Matt Gates, maybe you shouldn't tweet for a long time. <laughs> right. Yeah. After what you got accused of. Maybe you should shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like I, I don't I don't like the gloating. I don't think it 
I don't think it adds because at some point, you know, everyone has to come in. The, the the whoever's really affected by this has to heal, and the gloating doesn't help that at all. No. Joe Biden actually said something. His first statement after it was was good when he said, you know, the that's how the jury system is supposed to work. I'm proud of the jurors or whatever he said. But then when his statement comes out, it's completely different. He the best thing for him to do would have would have been to left leave it there. He should have shut up. If he was going to comment and the thing about presidents commenting on local issues is a rather so new weird. I don't remember was it W Bush? No, H. W. Bush who was in, who was a president during Rodney King? Was it Clinton? H. W. It could have been Clinton or Ray. It was no. I'm pretty sure it was at least H. W. Maybe. No, I was young then, but I I don't remember people saying George H. W. Bush said this about Los Angeles. Different media times though, too. Yeah. Um, but everyone has to have an opinion on these things, and you know, and the thing is, like, there are two people who are dead. Um, they have family members. So even though your guy won, and I use the air quotes, um, at some point we'll get video and you can see the air quotes. Right, you can see the air quotes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, your guy won, but there are still grieving family members involved in all this. So can we keep the gloating to a minimum? Yeah. Because um, that doesn't do anything for anyone. But I don't think anyone cares about that on on either side because hey, we won, we don't care. You know, that's how they're looking at it. But again, I gave it to the right, I gave it to the left for for their uh, role. I got to give it to the right now. Dude, don't gloat. You know, that's not that's think, not helping anything. I do think the right was gloating this time because of how how fake the news was from the left. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you combat when the other side is just literally telling lies, falsehoods? Yeah, yeah. like they didn't get any of the facts right. It's kind of it's kind of like with the whole the RussiaGate thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if you kind of followed that lately. Essentially, the investigation by the FBI got was done, and it found that the Steele dossier, which the, the left was saying was proof that Trump was colluding with Russians was actually commissioned by the Clinton campaign. Shocker. And that the person, uh, the source that was used for it was just a guy with Russians in his Rolodex and he fabricated all of it. <laughs> fabricated all of it. Yeah. So... And the funny, if you if you ever get a chance, go um, go on YouTube, listen to Russell Brand's take on this, because mm-hmm. Russell Brand is a liberal dude. I have heard that his podcast is really good. <laughs> like he's, Part, parts of it are, yeah. yeah. He he kind of reminds me. Um, he he kind of does the old. He takes factual information mm-hmm. and then reacts to it. Basically, like so, like he'll he took a look at the the, the Steele dossier stuff. Um, and he basically went through all the new facts from the from the uh, investigation, um, and was just like, "We got lied to the whole time." Yeah. Now the funny thing is, as of yesterday, Rachel Maddow was still talking about RussiaGate. Yeah. 
Like, it was still a thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, it wasn't made up by her side. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. But see, what, like, but that's, that's what like, how do you, how do you combat straight up lies? Yeah. Cause there's not gonna be any accountability. No, no one's getting fired over it. But here, but the thing is though, this thing, they give each got, other Pulitzers for it. The, the report, the whole dossier thing got debunked. The whole mm-hmm. Russiagate thing, which they try to impeach the guy for. Yeah. Debunked straight up. They, I mean, they, the, how much in the first two years, they couldn't stop talking about Russiagate and collusion. Oh yeah. Mueller put out his report. And even when that said nothing, that, oh, well it didn't say he didn't do it. <laughs> It's again like the kids. You didn't say we couldn't call her on the wall. <laughs> it's proof that he did it. Even though it doesn't say he did it. Right. It's proof he colluded with the Russians. <laughs> and now this thing comes out from the FBI of a Democrat president saying that it was made up. The entire thing was a fabricated. Yeah. And this left wing news organization is saying it's still real. Yeah. And there are people that listen to MSNBC that will still think it's real. Mm-hmm. So in real life, if you ever talk to like our neighbor, yeah. He's going to he's going to be adamant that it's real and that Trump is still the worst human on earth and he stole an election and did all this other stuff. Yeah. And like no no man, that got debunked like 6 months ago. Right, but it won't come out. And in fact, I mean the right-wing news was pointing this out over a year, year and a half, two years ago, mm-hmm. saying it was all garbage and not nonsense. Yeah. Well, some left-wing people are just finding out that it's nonsense. And some of them still don't know because they're, they're, they're trusted news person. going to tell them. It, it's almost like, um, shoot, what was that thing? Uh, oh, it, like the Hunter Biden laptop. Mm-hmm. The New York Post put out the article. Everyone said it's nonsense. It's not true. Nothing happened here. Nothing to see here. It was like the summer before the election. After November 2nd, the New York Times and the Washington Post ran a little article about it and said, oh, yeah, some of this stuff might be true. Swept it under the rug. Meanwhile, some of the videos on that thing Mm -hmm. and the correspondences, the transactions that occurred between companies and the family. That's not small stuff. Right. And for whatever reason, it just got swept under the rug until after the election. Because the, those left-wing news outlets just said, there's nothing to see here. Yeah. It's not true. Yep. It's false. Complete, they're, they're lunatics. They're conspiracy theorists, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they did a poll after the election. And they asked liberal leaning voters they said if you would have known about this before the election would you have still voted for joe biden 10 percent said no mm-hmm. that's seven million voters yeah that would have flipped an election yeah so it's almost like a, it's almost like some of these news organizations act as a propaganda wing for these political parties right and don't get me wrong I'm sure Fox News on the other on the other side might be the propaganda wing for the right wing, but they're a heck of a lot less effective. Yeah. Because it also goes back to that other poll where they polled Republicans and they polled Democrats on whether they believed uh, when they said how many new how many places do you get your news sources from? Republicans said five or more, mm-hmm. Democrats said two, two or less. Then they asked them, "How willing are you to believe that source without question?" 
80% of Democrats said they would. 23% of Republicans said that they would. Yeah. Which means 80% of Republicans just listen to CNN and and believe it. Right. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, no. It, no it skepticism. Is. Yeah. I'm skeptical about everything. Everything. I don't believe a damn thing I hear. No. You know, um, as just, it's because they've sacrificed, they, they have zero credibility in, you know, to me. I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll take, if Joe Rogan says it, I'm down. And, um, you know, it's, it's, he's an MMA fighter and a comedian. Right. Right. <laughs> like, but, that, but unfortunately, between him and Russell Brand. Yeah. And Jimmy Dore. Yeah. Like, these, are just, these are comedians that yeah. happen to go into podcasting. Right. Um, maybe people listen to the Dumb Idea podcast. Maybe. Mike and Alex say, I'm, I'm down. They're down. Which <laughs> we've already told them they shouldn't be. <laughs> right? Don't, don't believe this hype. Because <laughs> right. we're usually probably going to be wrong. Um, but how do you... Com- like, if, if, you're, if you're in a war of facts... How do you fight someone that just lies the entire time and says that the other team is in a cult? Yeah. Because Nancy Pelosi says mm-hmm. everyone on the right is in a cult. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know what the definition of a cult is, but they have a lot of true believers Yeah, on that side of the aisle. Mm-hmm. To the To the tipping point of fanaticism and militant now and th- this is my one question though is it is it because because if you look at the you know uh on the right the the maga hat crowd and and i mean they'll believe whatever trump tells them of course um that, that's a, that's another problem altogether yeah so I, i'll never forget when uh what was her name kellyanne conway Mm-hmm. said uh well there are facts and there are alternative facts like right. no 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 <laughs> there are facts yeah alternative facts are what we call lies right <laughs> right but, right. <laughs> but with a straight face mm-hmm. well we believe alternative facts um okay uh wanna, so want to hear something odd before you go on kellyanne conway republican her husband george conway complete, staunch democrat oh yeah crazy yeah. to me yeah well it's just like um Carville and his wife, Carville and Mary Batlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so you've got that uh, that whole thing going on. So the the right does too, but I think it seems louder and like it affects more people on the left, just because all of the um, your trusted again air quotes trusted news sources are just so heavily biased towards that. Pr- for the yeah. So, I mean, think about it. New York Times, Washington Post, L.A. Times, NBC News, uh, ABC News, CNN. I mean, they all fall so hard left. Um, and just reading headlines from different events, you're like, that's... Now, a lot of the way these things are done, and we've talked about the media model with internet and how... It's designed to generate clicks, and the algorithms are set up so that you can, you know, they're set up to optimize engagement. And people say engage when they're pissed off. So if I, or, you know, when they're fired up about something. So if you share a whole bunch of stuff, um, you know, active shooter Kyle Rittenhouse, right, you know, acquitted 
and miscarriage of justice, then that's what you, I think it just it just it, it goes. Yeah, it's confirm- but, it's confirmation bias with anger, right? In. And then a whole bunch of like lizard brain psychology thrown in there, right? But what I think what ends up going on is that it's so heavily slanted on that side that the fourth estate that's supposed to keep all these other assholes in check isn't doing its job. Well, I mean, the media was supposed to keep the politicians in check. Yeah. Right. And now they don't do, no one's doing investigative journalism anymore because it costs too much. Well, it doesn't fit in with the internet model. Well, the one guy that was, was Project Veritas. Mm-hmm. And he just, James O'Keefe, his house got raided by the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. Because of, allegedly, they said he stole Ashley Biden's uh, diary yes. or journal. Yes. Which he said he was, so he said he was given it. He didn't publish anything because it went against his ethics. Yeah. And he said he gave it, he either gave it back or gave it to somebody else. Or tried to give it to someone to give to her. Right. Something like that. Yeah. But basically he didn't publish what was ever in there. Um, and which you, you couldn't say that for some of the left-leaning organizations that, that they would just... Get, like if they got uh, Matt Gates's fiance's diary, would they not publish that? <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Um, but because they thought under the pre- uh, under the premise of they thought he still had it, they were they raided his house. Yeah, and offices. Now this guy is the one guy doing investigative journalism. Um, but I mean, without going into that, but I mean, the problem is anyone who seems to be doing. Any kind of investigative journalism right now ends up with a target on their back. Yeah. So it's like, what's the incentive? Now, luckily, I mean, James O'Keefe is a, seems like he's a, a pretty good attorney. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's going to have much of an issue with this. Yeah. But yeah, because uh, I it used to be you, you'd see the sixty minute special, and it, and now that's just all murder shows. Right. Which I can't. I hate murder shows. <laughs> I'd rather watch anything. I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I do it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's all murder shows. I'm like, how do people get into this? And they're all the same. Yeah. Right. No one saw it coming. Nobody. <laughs> but so, but I think because everything's so, and that's just the loudest part. It seems it's just them. But I, again, and we've talked about this before. The majority of people are in the middle and unrepresented. The the mechanism that's supposed to keep these assholes in check isn't working so at some point something has to happen where it comes back and says hey you guys are supposed to be doing this particular job but they're really good at it when the person they don't like is in office right it, it, it was it was supposed to be the old times of when the news media was supposed to keep the politicians in check and now they're just the propaganda wing yeah of those political groups and yep. it's like I mean, for example, it was like with CNN and MSNBC, how they were hitting they were hitting Joe Rogan for taking ivermectin. Yeah, like well, he was taking horse paste. Yeah, Joe Rogan takes horse paste, and they're still and, saying it. Right, they're still saying it. Well, and they and they were and they and they were saying that you know he was irresponsible for taking this horse paste yep. because he has so many followers. He has so many followers. Yeah, well, he has more listeners than they do. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Yeah, they don't like that. The, oh, God, no. God, how dare he? Yeah. You know, it, and I found it hysterical when, like, Howard Stern was going off on Joe Rogan. It's like, dude, Joe now 
is what you used to be. Right. Now you sound like the propaganda wing. Right. You old fart. Get off. Get yeah. off XM. Yeah. Howard Stern. Are, are you still relevant at all? No. He's not at all. Yeah. There are people that still listen to him. Yeah. But I don't know why. Yeah. Now, I mean, I used to love him. I used to. I used to think he was great. And funny. Oh, I used to listen to him all the time. And then um, he just got old and curmudgeon-y and just started saying dumb stuff. Yeah. It's like, dude, come on. Like, he, like he's still scared to leave his house because of COVID. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, dude, that's that's done. Yeah. And it was, it was not done. People are still dying from it every day. People still die from... You know how people died in Maryland, I think, the other day from it? Eight. <laughs> well... Eight. Yeah. 14 million population. Right. Eight. Eight, dot, yeah. I think more people died of diabetes... Heart attacks. Well, and that's so, and we're way, <laughs> way off topic, but, yeah. um, you know, they get the jab, wear your mask, socially distance, do this, do that. Um, why don't you just not, how about everyone take your vitamins and not eat garbage and go walk with your family outside for 30 minutes? Well, the one thing is the one reason why I brought up the whole Joe Rogan and Ivermectin thing, the horse pace thing, was because when none of them brought up, and I actually found this out on a Jimmy Dore episode. And again, Jimmy Dore, super liberal. Yeah. But doesn't t- like any of this bullshit from the, from the left yeah. media propaganda. Like he, he's, he's left, but not woke. Yeah. Like he's not in the woke mob. Well, he's, he's probably a liberal. He's super liberal, which, so, and, and we, we fall, our, our opinions fall very much. I mean, not all of them, but we got a lot of our opinions, like the single payer healthcare, yeah. Medicare for all this kind of like it falls in his lane. Yeah. He, he thought it was so important to put out the proper information about ivermectin that he literally played another video. Like he, he did a YouTube video that just ran another YouTube video from this doctor in the UK mm-hmm. who showed all the papers, all the studies that were done with ivermectin. Yeah. Specifically against SARS-CoV-2. Now it wasn't a human trial. It was uh, like the Petri dish stuff yeah. when they, when they see how the, the drug interacts with the virus and the Petri dish. And they did it. I think they did a study with like 11 off label drugs. So basically mm-hmm. these drugs that don't have patents, they were testing them to see if they would work against SARS-CoV-2. Ivermectin had an 80% effective rate at stopping the virus from replicating 80%. Yeah. Effective rate. And this was known back in 2020. They did this study. Now, you can go into the financial reasons of why ivermectin didn't get a further look. The fact that it costs three cents per pill Mm -hmm. versus remdesivir, which does almost the, it does a very similar thing, but a lot less effective because remdesivir was in that study. Mm -hmm. Remdesivir is like, I think a thousand bucks. (laughs) Shocker. And oh, by the way, the two drugs that Pfizer and Merck just put forward to the FDA for approval, mm-hmm. the antivirals, attempt to do the same thing that ivermectin does with an 80% effective rate, but because they're new, because the, the chemical makeup, the, the, the chemical uh, binding mm-hmm. is different, they can patent it, mm-hmm. and they can get 25 years of no competition. Yeah. And charge a hell of a lot more for it. Yep. Than three cents per pill. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't 
someone somewhere somewhere in some dark room is pulling the strings. We just need, we all know it. Um, for anyone who wants to watch that, though, go to Jimmy Dore's YouTube page and just watch the video. It's like I think you, I think it's like thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I was shocked. Let's put it that way. Now I'm not saying it's the end all be all. I'm not saying it's right. the best treatment on earth. But all I'm saying is the study that they did. Um, from legitimate science sources. I'm not saying this is done from, you know, Joe Blow. This was legitimately done. It was amazing. Yeah. Now I wonder, but now that that Joe Rogan's off the hit list, now it's Aaron Rodgers. Well, so, Joe will come back on it though. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Woody. He played a football game. He played two since he he's been back. Yeah. He no one's talking about him anymore. Yeah. Although they called him a monster too. Yeah. Like. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. They like, never mind the fact they didn't want to, they, they didn't even want to hear a story. Like, not that he needs a story of why he didn't take the the um why he didn't take the uh the vaccine. Mm-hmm. No one's business why he didn't take the vaccine, right? Right. Turns out he's allergic to some of the ingredients or to one of the <laughs> ingredients in it. So he couldn't take either one. <laughs> the only one he could have taken was the Johnson and Johnson one. Mm-hmm. But nobody remembers that the Johnson and Johnson one was pulled yeah. for a little while. And so he wasn't comfortable taking the Johnson and Johnson. Can't one. blame him for that. So he he then went and then he said this all in, in, on the Pat McAfee show. He he was he was upfront about it and said exactly what he did. He said yes, I said I was uh, immunized. Mm-hmm. Not he didn't. He goes if anyone would have asked me a follow up, mm-hmm. he goes I would have told him exactly what I did. Yeah, but no one asked for a follow up. <laughs> right. So why should you volunteer? So, right. So why should he volunteer his? personal medical information yeah it's pr- i mean everyone wants everyone just to be like oh here's my here's my entire history right yeah you want everyone to know your entire history yeah i surely don't right i got some <laughs> stuff that's private you know N- and not not because it's gonna like make me some kind of like i don't know murder or whatever but it's like look i got like i got some private medical stuff that happened that I'm not that open with people I don't know. Right. Because it makes people act a certain way towards you. Mm-hmm. You know, not like I got the HIV, like I'm going to spread it around, you know. Right. I'm, just, I'm just shooting loads on people to give, them, <laughs> to give them the, you know, the AIDS virus and whatnot. I'm sure it doesn't work that way. Right. But, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I just don't want people to know what my medical history is. Just for my own personal reasons. Yeah. It, just because you're a public figure doesn't mean everything is 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 public and we're certainly not public figures heck no um, but, i never uh, i never want that <laughs> yeah it's it's you know they they'll find someone else to put on the hit list um i think just still on the hit list to be honest rogan's still on the hit list i think rogers will end up coming off but i mean the thing that surprised me the most with rogers was how many sports people in the sports media went after him hard oh, like terry bradshaw it was Terry Bradshaw. It was uh, I don't even know the dude's name on like uh, uh, first not first take. It was on Get Up, I think. Or, mm-hmm. but even the local guys here, Jason Lockenfora, which by the way, that guy's a putz. <laughs> like, dude, it's like he's so he's one of those dudes that you that you can never tell him he's wrong. Mm-hmm. He's always gonna he's always right. He's got that arrogant prickness about him. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, he's on 105.7 The Fan. I'm putting this out there. Fuck. <laughs> that dude's a dick. 
Like he, he went after Aaron Rodgers like he was the biggest demon on earth, and he's and he's been doing this ever since the whole COVID thing started. Him, Jerry Coleman too mm-hmm. on one hundred five seven, the fan. Um, Ken Wyman to a certain extent does the same stuff, and I'm like, when did sports media buy into this wokeness crap? I get ESPN is, yeah. I mean, ESPN's a is just a garbage place right now well i haven't liked it ever since uh sports center just went to that it's now it's all the scott van pelt like the logo is even like the, his bald head with the things <laughs> the and, i know like he does a show out of baltimore i know does he go out of dc now i don't know he does it down here now I know yeah i'm not sure where he's at but yeah he's you know i, I haven't been well i think and this is completely off but uh, we, I th- do we, we? I don't think we've ever stayed on topic. So <laughs> at, at this point, at this point, I stopped feeling bad about going off yeah. topics. So those of you who thought we were going to be talking about Kyle Rittenhouse the entire time, I apologize. He got thirty <laughs> minutes of him. <laughs> um, but no, the uh, the I think they kind of took a hit when all the leagues started having their own networks. Yeah. So you'd have well, they run those though, like SEC Network. That's an ESPN channel, right? But. NHL networks owned by the NHL. Yeah, that's true. Oh, MLB I see, I see network, what you're saying. I, the NFL pro network. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, so like you want to see, if you're into football, yeah. and all you care about is football, and you don't give a crap about college basketball, regular basketball, right. ice hockey, or anything else, then just watch NFL Network. And me, I'm more of a, like, what time, time of year is it? So I'm a huge hockey fan, but this time of year, nobody cares about hockey in November. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. So what am I into? I'm watching, I'd be watching NFL Network. And then after the Super Bowl, then I switch to NHL. And I watch NHL. And then baseball comes along. Love baseball. And yeah, do I put on baseball to watch the spring training games and all that? Yeah, because it means spring's coming. It's getting warm or whatever. But I'm still focused on hockey. Stanley Cup playoffs are over. Then I'm in MLB Network. You know, I don't need to watch ESPN. Right, uh, because it's just I, like they're going to cover all the sports that because that I don't care about. So yeah. I feel like Fox. So I don't know if you know Fox recently bought Outkick. So Outkick was the one that was started by Clay Travis. Okay. Well, Clay Travis just took uh, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, which mm-hmm. is that like the it sounds like the most made up name ever. Yeah, but. Those two took over for Rush Limbaugh. As he was doing that, Clay sold Outkick to Fox Sports, though. I feel like, and Outkick was always the place you could go. I'm not going to say it had a conservative slant to sports, but it was Mm -hmm. definitely, compared to ESPN, everything conservative slant to sports. I think Fox is kind of missing the boat a little bit. Now, they've got the show with Skip and Shannon, but I think Fox Sports, if they would go to kind of that ESPN model mm-hmm. without the wokeness, yeah, I think they'd have a decent amount of uptick in viewers. Right. Because me, I, I like the idea of SportsCenter. I like the idea of ESPN and all the shows, but I can't stand the messaging. No, and, and that's the thing. Like, And, you know, whether I agree with the messaging or not is not – that that's not the the point. Right. So if I just I'm don't watching want it in my sports, right? I want to I want to see 
stuff about sports, about this. You're wasting time. You could be, so you could, you know, be breaking down a, a play or a series of plays or a drive or whatever it is, but you're wasting time on social justice issues. Mm-hmm. There are about nine other networks, and let's not get into radio, TV, and internet that someone could go to for that. Right. But it's just, it's so pervasive everywhere. I wouldn't want to hear uh, the, the political message I agreed with on my sports. I, I definitely don't. And I'm not taking it away from athletes. If, ath- if athletes want to come out and say, I'm for this or for that or against this or against that, go ahead. I don't care. I also don't have to listen to you. Right. I don't take my my guidance on these matters from from athletes. Now, if you want to tell me how to run a you know uh, a four three defense or how to run a, a a zone defense in basketball or or shoot free throws or whatever it is, like I'm all ears. Like that's your area of expertise. But like I just I don't I don't want to hear it. I want a diversion from it. Right. But that diversion is being taken over because I think. Either they all have to virtue signal or they're getting direction from Higher upstairs up. that this is what you're supposed to be doing. So I, I'd i rather not see it. And, and um, you know, the network, the league networks don't get into it very at all. No, so, no, no. I, I think you're right. Like, But the NFL network, it's got Rich Eisen. Um, I think Fox Sports Radio has Dan. What's that guy's name? Dan Patrick. Yeah, I just say Bongino. I'm like, nope, not no, Dan no, Bongino. No, no, no. <laughs> but speaking of like ESPN, though, a dude who went off the rails into the political arena was Keith Olbermann. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that dude? Oh, he sounds like a lunatic. He sounds like a raging lunatic. Yeah, like just yelling all the yeah. time. So he used to occupy Maddow's spot on MSNBC. Was that who? What? Yep. So I Maddow think we talked about. Yeah, this Maddow led into. Led into Olbermann, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure who came on. I think Al Sharpton was on after Olbermann. Maybe. But um, when he kind of went crazy from there, Maddow took over. He was too crazy for MSNBC. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah you're too nutty for the nut house. Right. Um, so... Yeah, but that's what what happened over there. But yeah, I heard him his rant about the vaccine. Like you're scared. Like he's growling. Like, dude, what? <laughs> right. My God, he people. And unfortunately, people listen to him. Just like yeah. crazy people. I mean, people listen to Alex Jones too. Yeah, and <laughs> I equate so Alex Jones listeners. No, don't get me wrong. I, he's been on like Joe's show. He's been on Tim Pool. He's funny on Rogan when he gets bombed. He's bombed, yeah. but and Joe Rogan kind of like eggs him on, mm-hmm. and it's like you know he's like, no, let me tell you, let me tell you something. Right. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, I think that dude, like he's, I think he's got like a, um, I think he's got like an ADHD problem. I think he said something like that, but it, like some of the stuff that he says is outlandish. Now, some of the stuff he said sounded outlandish ended up being true. Yeah, but his just his delivery. Reminds me of Olbermans and that they're so like the delivery is so off the wall. Yeah. Like you're just like, what is happening? Like here? Alex Jones, like I'm trying to like rip his shirt off and stuff like Burt Kreischer. Yes. But <laughs> yeah. doing his whole entire just gonna rip set it off. shirtless. Yeah. 
right. <laughs> like sweating. <laughs> right. It's like, who is listening to this? But then he was always selling when he had that Info Wars. Yep. He was always selling. Um, he still has that, by the way. Yeah, he was selling like supplements and like, I know. like why are you, <laughs> you just went money. on this rant and now you're going to try to sell me creatine? <laughs> right. <laughs> Info Wars creatine. Wait, wait, wait. Are you taking that creatine? <laughs> <laughs> then no, I don't. I don't want to have that because like, you're nuts. Right now, your pre workout, I might be down with some of that. <laughs> like, what's his pre workout? Cocaine? <laughs> I think Jesus. it is. <laughs> like, I've, I've seen a couple of videos. Like, he gets so beat red. <laughs> it's like, dude, you gotta suck in some more oxygen. Like, you pass out. You're gonna pass out because he's he's not a slim dude. I mean, he's he's uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, although he does give me hope. That we can eventually do video for this because he's got a face for radio like we do. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe one day we will go we'll go live with the, with the video cameras. But no, yeah, he, not a, shirtless. No, sorry, there would be no shirtless. That, that, but he's nuts. Like I can't. Like he was on a Tim Pool had a show the other day, and it was Alex Jones, Blair, what's her name, Blair White. Mm-hmm. The transvestite, the, the, the male to female transvestite. Okay. Um, who's conservative, by the way, which is weird. Why well, she, she's a conservative, though. Yeah. So, anyway, um, Rogan was in there. Mm-hmm. Luke Redkowski and Drew, uh, Drew Henderson, I think. Not Henderson. Hernandez, who does reporting for, like, Brandon Tatum and whatnot. Alex Jones is in there like screaming at the top of his lungs. Like it was the most awkward. Like, dude. and so Tim went on Joe's podcast, and Joe was like, "You can't have ten people with microphones." <laughs> that's what happens. He's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. It, it, so these people just come off as nuts. But I, I, I guess this is as good a place to to end as any because we got way off of Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, but for for whatever reason that. I feel like they're, they're, the mainstream media can turn anything into a divisive uh, talking point, especially if they just keep harping on the lies and don't tell any, anyone right. that's watching them the truth. Why tell them the truth if that's not what gets them to come back? So, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we provided something in the middle. We try, we try and do this show so that people in the middle know that uh, – there are other people out there from the middle uh, that share their views on some things. There's a lot of nuance. Not everything's left. Not everything's right. There's something. There, there's thought in the middle on all of this stuff. Yeah. And hopefully, um, hopefully that's why people keep coming back. So please uh, like, subscribe, comment, share. Uh, we actually got a we got a first fan mail the other day. Yeah, that was which awesome. is kind of neat. I think I think I wrote back four four times. The guy I was just yeah, so excited like, to get something. Yeah, but uh, he's probably like, "Please stop!" Right now, <laughs> <laughs> it's that reverse thing where like he's like, "Oh my god, they keep writing me!" But hopefully, uh, everyone keeps coming back. Uh, again, same same uh, call to action as last time. Please share it. Share it on your Facebook page. Share it on your Instagram, your your Twitter, wherever you social media people are. Uh, share the podcast, share the website, dumbideapodcast.com, or just share it with a friend. And we will see you next time.